Hey, my name is Albert Orange, and welcome to another episode of Pod by Orange. Episode 80. I just realized a couple minutes ago that I would be recording episode 80. And so here I am, episode 80, man. That's that's really crazy. That's really cool. I hope that your week has gone well since the last time I've uh, recorded an episode. I'm sure it's gone better than my week because I I have let my emotions, specifically my temper, get the better of me over the last couple of days. Really over the last week, I mean, you know, ever since, ever since I, you know, uh, prior to recording episode 79 of this show, um, when I threw a lantern at a wall and broke my thumbnail while I was hitting a chair with an electrical cord, um, that just carried over into the next couple of days. And, um, actually yesterday I, I ended up uh, throwing another object at a wall and my parents found out it was a it was a remote it was a TV remote shattered it shattered into pieces um, and uh, my parents found out and they got very frustrated that's a bit of an understatement to be sure um, and yeah, that's, uh, that was not a good decision that I made because now I gotta go out and buy a remote, a new remote for the TV that I got here in this garage. So, and I, I've already bought one, but it just, it, I don't know, it's not compatible with the TV that I got. So I'm gonna have to return it and look for another one. So... If that sounded like like uh just really crazy to you, believe me it is, and you should be glad that you're not living what I am currently going through right now, where I'm just you know getting my uh uh letting my my temper just you know uh control my actions you know don't do that. Do not, by any means, let your anger, your rage, just take over. Because that is not a good thing. I think it might have made my the last episode of the podcast probably one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded. But it's still like, ooh, you know, I could have... I could have maybe, you know, suppressed my anger a little bit more, you know. Um, and that's what I'll try to do. By the time that you are listening to this episode, episode 80 of uh, Pod by Orange, it will be February. It will be February 1st. Right now it's it's January 31st, it's Wednesday. And um, it's 10.08 at night. And yeah, by the time that you're listening to this, it will be February. So hopefully that, um, hopefully I can, you know, calm down using this, you know, whatever energy that February brings, you know. Is it February or is it February? I think... I feel like a lot of people say February, but it's it's not February. It's it's February, right? Because if you if you just look at a calendar, let me look at a calendar here you know, on my on my Mac. It's so it, it's F E B R U A R Y, right? So it's not February. In that case, you could just forget the R. Right? It would just be F-E-B-U-A-R-Y. But it's got that, you know, R in the middle, so you gotta, you gotta pronounce it February, right? February? February. February. So, there you go. 
happy February. I hope it, uh, like I said, I hope it calms me down. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I hope that your week has gone well. And, um, yeah, you know what? Let's just, let's just get down to business here. Today, this morning, John Schneider, Johnny Schneider, has hired the Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, Mikey Mack, as the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, and that is how we will start off this edition of the Seattle Sitch. Um, Mike McDonald is coming from Baltimore to the Emerald City. Over here in Washington State, the best state in the world, the best, the best corner of the world, really, in my opinion. Um, man, I, I like this. I really like this. I think... Uh, originally, you know, I thought I thought um, that Dan Quinn, or as I like to call him, Danny Q, would be the perfect candidate for Seattle. But then, you know, the hype just kind of faded with me. Um, of course, I would have liked him, but I don't think I would have been as high on him. Had he uh, been hired, I think, I think um, McDonald just to me right now McDonald the way I see it right now McDonald just seems like the better choice. Um, you know, defensive minded. He's he's gonna he's he's gonna get a six year contract, which means will he'll have plenty of time. You know, I yeah I I just. I think we're gonna finally be able to tackle. Finally. You know? Hopefully, right? If not, then, I don't know, maybe a couple more stops on third down. Maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe fix up the run defense. Maybe, maybe stop Los Angeles from just completely slicing up the defense all over the field like they did this last year um you know just just anything any improvement i think uh, at, at, with the defense it would just be it would be a great thing to um to have and you know i'm i'm just i'm really excited to see what what he's going to do here in seattle um, I really suggest keeping Gino. Gino, Gino Smith, as we all know, our quarterback, his, so he's got a $12.7 million base salary for next season, which will become fully guaranteed on February 16th, if he's still on the roster then. So... Mikey Mack is going to have to make a decision in, what, he's got 16 days to make this decision, right? He's got to decide if he's going to keep Gino or cut him. And my suggestion is to keep Gino, because Gino is, is Gino, alright? He's, he's done, he's done nothing wrong. Okay, this this season. Okay, yes, was was the offense inefficient at times? Of course, but my goodness, he's 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 the only thing we've got. Okay, and by the way, our offense is stacked. We got we got Lockett, we got uh, JSN, we got a uh, DK Metcalf. Okay. We got the boys on tight end, you know, uh, Disley, Parkinson, Fant, okay? We got, we got uh, K-Dubs in the backfield, okay? Um, 
I just, I think we got all the weapons and we got a decent quarterback. Not the best. Of course he's not the best. But man, that's Geno Smith. I mean, he's he's all we got. And I think he's all we need for now. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yes, he is, what, 30-something years old or something? I'm not sure. But, you know, he's he's getting along with age. But the dude can still throw it, man. He can still sling that thing. And, you know, if anything happens, hey, we got the boy Drew Locke. Okay? So, I think things will be alright with the offense if we just pick a good OC to, um, you know, a decent enough OC. It doesn't even have to be better than, than Waldron, okay? It, it, it can, it, it, you know, for all I care, Waldron can stay there, but I don't think he will. He's he's already gone to Chicago. So, we just gotta pick, pick a good OC... And, you know, uh, McDonald and the new DC, whoever that will be, they'll, they'll fix up the defense, you know, they'll, I hope, oh man, I, I am eager to see what kind of decisions will, will, um, be made concerning the defense, because I think, I just think that we need, we need a change with whatever is going on there in that locker room, okay? You know, you had Cigargate, you had, um, you know, Devin Bush, uh, do, I don't know, saying, you know, saying some extracurriculars in that, that Arizona game. You had, um, what did you have? You had Tariq Woolen. Was it Tariq Woolen who was, um, you know, uh, Doing that thing after the uh, the kicker missed that field goal, um, yeah, that's just you know, it it doesn't seem like a good defense, okay? Not only because they can't, they couldn't freaking tackle, but also because you know they just don't seem like winners to me. They just don't. I get it; they're young, but. They, they don't seem like winners. And Bobby Wagner seems like the only dude on that defense who's like, you know, a dog. And he's got that dog mentality. My goodness, he's been there. He's been there in those Legion of Boom days. He knows what it's like to, um, to you know, have a championship mindset. I think he's the only dude in there who actually does have that championship mindset. The others are just like, you know, they're like puppies. They're really just puppies who who need to be, what, housebroken, you know? And I'm borrowing that um, uh, analogy from, from Stephen King's If It Bleeds. I don't know if anyone's ever read that book. It's a book that I'm reading right now. If It Bleeds, um, Mr. Harrigan's Phone is a short story that I'm reading by Stephen King. Oh my goodness, what a page-turner. Um, and, you know, I'm not exactly sure what housebroken means. I'm assuming, though, it means that house-trained, right? So Then that's what I mean, you know. Our defense just, just seems like a bunch of puppies that just, you know, they weren't trained you know, to be good dogs. And, okay, now that seems bad because I just compared our, you know, human beings to dogs. But you know what? Like, we still need that discipline and we just, we, they, they don't, they don't have it. And so I, like, the Seahawks defense this year, in comparison to, you know, McDonald's Ravens defense, right? Um, it, it, it was. It's just we paled in comparison to that defense. You know, it was just not good. So we just we really needed to switch things up with that defense. If it means 
releasing players, aka cutting them, um, so be it. If it means just changing the culture, um, which I would prefer, okay, um, then so be it. We, but we gotta be tough on these kids, like, uh, or else we will just let you know those other eleven players just sail down the field, you know. So we just. We, uh, I'm. That is one of the reasons why there's so much excitement with McDonald taking over. Um, him being the the DC at at Baltimore, you know he he knows how to runs a def how to run a defense. Um, and you know, let's just hope that he can somehow replicate that here in Seattle. We we already got a good roster on our hands. Don't get me wrong. So I don't, I, I don't know if if we're even gonna see too many roster changes, okay? So if if we're gonna keep the roster as it is, then we we gotta we gotta turn these kids into like into really you know serious, um, um, you know we we gotta keep them hungry, you know we gotta we can't let them indulge. With cigars, even though cigars, I mean, come on, like, who's, if a cigar is calling your name, you know, I get it, um, but it's, it's also like, hey, man, like, we, we went nine and eight, we went nine and eight, and we barely won against the Cardinals, like, we barely won, they, they, we had a one point lead on them, you know? It's just like man, and and then also we we lose to the Steelers because we couldn't tackle. I mean, come on, man! I'm gonna take a sip of water. Hmm, got some good water, man. Drink some water. It will um, it will be good for you. Oh man, I love water. I really do. I love love my water. Um, so yeah, you know, that, that's how I feel about it. I feel good about this hire. I feel like, you know, I feel like we're, we're heading in a good direction so far. Of course, we got to see, we got to see what the guy does and how he does. And, you know, I think, I feel like the expectations might be a bit lower, um, this year. I, th I think it's going to be roughly the same as as maybe two years ago when, you know, after the Russell Wilson trade. Um, but maybe a bit higher given the roster that we have. So we'll just see what happens. Um, I'm going to be rooting for this kid. Um, even though this guy is, you know, 36 years old, I'm still calling him kid. Uh Good luck to to Mike McDonald, man. Um, we certainly need it, and you know by the time that this comes out, um, I think. Well, I don't know if it'll come out, you know, after <clears throat> after his uh, introductory press conference that will that he'll have tomorrow, but um, it will it will come out the same day. I will be watching it. And, you know, I, it's too bad that I can't give my impressions, my first impressions on that, on this, given that, you know, I'm recording this before the the press conference. Um, and he was just hired today, right? So, um, but I, I will be watching it, and I know it'll be a good one. And we just, we gotta, he's already said a few things. Um, he said... According to ESPN, and the really he, uh, ESPN is citing the the Seahawks website. He said, "What an honor! We are super excited to be here. Just getting to know John Schneider and the rest of the folks. The reputation of this place. What drew us here was the people. That's why we're here to bring a championship back to Seattle and the Twelves." We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to work our tails off, and it's going to be an incredible ride. We're going to be here for a long time, 
and we're gonna win a lot of football games. Ah, my voice cracked at the end. God, no. He said we're gonna win a lot of football games. Um, <laughs> oh man, I feel good about this. I feel really good about this. Um, man, this is great. This is great. Let's see. Mike McDonald is a fifth Ravens defensive coordinator to become an NFL head coach. Three of the previous four went on to make multiple playoff appearances. I don't know if if the, if if those are talking about um, defensive coordinators under John Harbaugh. Um, if that is the case, oh 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 okay they they got they got the guys okay, so they got hmm. So the only the only one again uh that that worked under Harbaugh was Chuck Pagano. I'm I think uh he he was there in 2011 and um he he made the playoffs. I don't know who who um what team that guy coached for, but you know. We'll we'll just see. The other ones are Rex Ryan, Mike Nolan, and Marvin Lewis. Although I think those are before John Harbaugh's time in Baltimore. Oh man, uh, good luck, good luck to to Mike McDonald there. Uh, in other news, with uh, around you know Seattle sports, we'll cover the Kraken real quick. They lost to the oh man, they lost to the Sharks. They lost to the Sharks to the um, what are they the the San Jose Sharks? Yeah, the San Jose Sharks. They lost zero to two. <sighs> Just a shame. Ah oh, man, what a shame! What a shame that is. They lost zero two. Um, what else happened? What else happened? My my computer is on five percent, so we gotta we gotta wrap this Seattle sitch up. Um, soon. They won against the Blue Jackets, and they lost against the St. Louis Blues. I, I actually listened to that St. Louis Blues game, and, um, man, they, they had a good lead. They, it was like they had a, they had a 3-1 lead, and, um, yeah, the, you know, St. Louis just came back in the, in the third period and just stunned, stunned Seattle. So uh that sucked. And um I think the Seattle Kraken are well they're still in fifth place in the Pacific Division. They've got they got 21 wins, 19 losses, 10 overtime losses. They got 52 points on the on the, you know, on the table there, on the league table. So they won they won four out of the last ten, so that's just you know that's not good. Um, we'll see if they can't bounce back after this you know All Star break with the NHL. Um, man, we just we gotta they gotta they gotta do this, man. We're already like halfway through the NHL season. Um, they just they I, let's just hope that we can uh, we can see them do something uh, with the with the last half of the of the season, um, and I can't really see anything interesting for the Mariners. They may they've been making some trades, but you know I'm not I haven't really been on that. Um, I think that'll about do it for the uh, for the Seattle Sitch so far. So. Uh, yeah, just, you know, good luck to Mike McDonald, and, uh, you know, welcome to Seattle. Welcome to, uh, to Washington State. We know that, uh, you'll do well, and, uh, thank you for listening to my podcast, Mike McDonald, a.k.a. Mikey Mac. All right. So, as I shut down my computer... Oh man, how have you been doing? Oh man, I've been uh, like I said, I've been I've been reading a couple of books. I've been reading that um, that Stephen King book, If It Bleeds. I'm only on the first 
um, you know, part of it. It's it's really like four short stories all combined into like this one book. I don't think that they're related at all. They're just, you know, they're just there. And uh, man, it's been a page turner so far, you know. Who knew that Stephen King, a guy who writes six pages a day, would be a good writer, you know? Um, I already, I actually have a Stephen King book in my, in my room, in my bedroom, where I keep all my books, but I just haven't read it. I bought and paid for it with my own money, like, I think three years ago. And I've read maybe the first five pages and I just stopped. I, cause I just, I lost interest for some reason. And it's just been sitting there in my bookshelf. It's called The Institute. That's the one that I bought. And, um, you know, I just, I haven't gotten around to it yet. But I, I did check out this, this, um, If It Bleeds book recently. Um, and I gotta say, I like it so far. I recommend it to anybody looking to get into, um, into horror, horror, uh, the, the horror genre, right? It's a bit of a difficult word to say. The horror genre, the, the horror, the horror, the horror, the horror genre, right? Um... What else am I reading? I'm reading quite a few books. The reason why I'm reading a bunch of books is, um, well, it's part of a challenge that uh, that my local libraries are, are doing. Basically, it's like this uh, library bingo where um, you get this like five by five grid and each, each square in the grid is like a, cate- a category of um, a certain book that you have to read in order to fill it out, right? So I'm doing this one column where it's it goes uh, reading a print book, which I already did, um, a horror book, a picture book, um, a book from a library display, and then it's it's also it also happens to have like the middle box which is to passionately recommend a book to somebody, um, which I guess I'm doing that now, right? Like, would, wouldn't you say that, uh, that I'm passionately recommending books to you, the, the listener to my podcast? Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun little challenge and I think it's actually really, really cool to do. Um, I've, I've got, I've got till from now till April 1st to complete the challenge. And the challenge is to just fill any, any row or column in that, um, in the library bingo card that I got. And I gotta say so far I've had, um, I've had a good time with it. Um, I just, you know, I, if you ever want to get into reading books, give yourself like three months to read a, a bunch of books and see how many, um, see how many bingos you can get with, with like filling out, you know, uh, a bingo card, like a book bingo card that, I, I don't know, maybe you can find one online or something. Um, yeah, you can, you can definitely find like a book bingo thing online, you know, just give yourself three months to like fill out, uh, a couple of the boxes there and you'll end up reading a couple of books. Um, really, you know, at least five books to, um, you know, to fill out, uh, uh, an entire row or column, you know, and I promise it'll, um, It'll not only will it help you, you know, get into reading, 
but it'll also expose you to a variety of genres and, um, you know, a bunch of, you know, all of the experiences that, that books have to offer, you know, I just, I think it's a cool idea. And hopefully by the end of this challenge, I'll be able to read maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, like seven books, I think, right? Um, and, and like, hopefully I'll be able to like fill out uh, like, I don't know, like, like, I'm filling out a, a row right now, and, but hopefully I'll be able to fill out another, another column on the, on the bingo thing that I got, the, the sheet, um, by the end of this challenge, so, I'll be a busy reader, um, so far, uh, from now till, till April, and, yeah, that Stephen King book isn't the only thing that I'm reading right now. Um, it's, I'm also reading this, um, this, uh, book of poems about salmon. It's, uh, it's called I Sing the Salmon Home by Rena Priest. I Sing the Salmon Home by Rena Priest, poems from Washington State. Um, so it's just a bunch of poems about salmon and how cool salmon are. And I think, I think it's really cool. And it's, it really opens up your eyes, um, to like thinking about, Hey, like salmon are, are actually kind of, kind of a cool fish. They're kind of, they kind of go hard, you know? Like, the salmon life cycle, that, it kind of goes hard. It's kind of like baller. It's kind of, you know, it, it's it's very, um, uh, there's so many hardships in it that just, you know, it, it's, it's really kind of bizarre that, um, you know, just what these fish have to go through, you know? Um and compound that with what we're already doing to the environment, not to sound, you know, all woke or whatever, okay? And I'm not woke. I'm just saying, you know, what we're doing to the environment with like what well, with the polluting uh, the rivers and, you know, putting up the dams that that uh that block the salmon to you know, on their way home. Um you know, it's just it's got to suck being a salmon nowadays, you know? There there haven't been... Um, I, th <clears throat> I think the number of salmon runs that, um, you know, that existed since, you know, before the, uh, the Industrial Revolution, um, it's dramatically uh, decreased since, um, since we started, you know, you know, uh, putting carbon into the air and stuff, you know, and, uh, that's really a shame, you know, uh, Lewis and Clark, th there's a nice little, uh, quote in the book that I read, and it was, um, it was Lewis and Clark, and they, they wrote down in their journals when they, um, made their expedition over, over here to the, uh, to the Pacific Northwest, they were like, man, you see the rivers, and uh, the rivers look like, you know, it's just, it's like you, when the salmon arrive, there's so many salmon in the rivers, it looks like you could just walk on the backs of salmon from one side of the river to the other one. And, it, it, you know, it's just like, man, we don't have that anymore, <laughs> That's, which is, it sucks, you know. Because what did the fish do? What did the fish do to deserve, um, you know, to deserve pollution in their, in their rivers, you know? It's just not, it's not a good thing to have. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't know, maybe you feel differently. Maybe you feel like, like commerce is the way to go, hey. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm just saying, we gotta think about these fish, man. They do so much for us. Um, I'm also reading, 
I'm also reading this this pamphlet called um, War is a Racket by General Smedley D. Butler. It's basically a book about um, uh, like the military industrial complex, which is really cool. Um, basically, you know, how people, there's been companies like munitions makers and um, commodity companies, you know, U.S. Steel, Anaconda, uh, what's it called, Bethlehem Copper or something, uh, you know, that, that just make made a ton of money off of World War One, you know, which was just not... <laughs> It's just not good considering, you know, how many people died. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's been, it's been a, a cool, cool experience reading that book. Um, and it's not really a book. It's really, it's more of a pamphlet than it is a book. Um, it's only like a couple of pages long, like maybe 20 pages long. And the font is really big, and the the book itself is is really small, so you know it's just uh, it's really easy to read. Um, so yeah, and then so that I'm I'm reading that, and I'm also reading the the last book that I'm reading is what is it? What is it? It is it is the Civil War in Color. The Civil War and Color by John. Oh boy, John Gunselman. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure that that that's his name, but um, it's the Civil War and Color. That's the name of the book, and uh, it's it it is what it it what you know it what it's. That was I. Why am I so bad at speaking? It, it's exactly what it sounds like, is what I'm trying to say. Um, it's it's the Civil War, and it's just it's basically a picture book, um, and it's you know it's just a bunch of photographs taken in the Civil War, um, and they were the the photographs were colorized by this guy, the uh, the author of the book, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. I, I learned that the Civil War is, like, the first full-scale military conflict to be photographed. It's, like, the first, you know, like, from, from start to finish, right? Full-scale military conflict. Um, of course, there weren't many, uh, like, um, photographs of, you know, taken while there was, you know, any actual fighting going on, because back, back in those days, the photographs that they had, uh, uh, the, 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 the photography cameras that they used, they couldn't, um, they couldn't document uh, the battles as they were happening, because what would happen <clears throat> is... Um, a camera back in those days, it needed the subject to stay still. Because, you know, if you were getting your picture taken, you couldn't move. Otherwise, you would appear all blurry and stuff. So you would have to stay still for a couple seconds. Obviously, if you're trying to photograph a, a, a battle, a war battle... Um, in back in those days, with with that kind of camera, it would just be a whole lot of blurriness, you know. And so, that's why when you look at Civil War photographs, it's just a lot of um, a lot of dead people, a lot of people just sitting still, you know, standing still, just looking at the camera. A lot of um, I don't know, just just things that you know, appear very still. Uh, there's no fighting that you see there. Um, and the, the ones that are really interesting are just the people that are photographed there because it's just a bunch of Civil War soldiers that are just looking at you 
you know, <laughs> they're just looking right at you. They're not smiling. They, you know, they're just looking at you. And some of them just appear like, like they don't even want to be there. Uh, of course, you know, uh, they, they don't want to, you know, they, they look like they don't want to take the photo as just as much as they don't want to be there fighting a war. They kind of look like, you know, like, like you're angry or that they're angry that you're looking at them, you know, through a photograph, <laughs> which is so, it's such an uncomfortable feeling, but I, I find it very interesting. Uh, do yourself a favor, just, just look at any Civil War photograph of soldiers just standing there looking at you, posing for the camera. Um, you will, uh, they're, they're all dead and that you, yet you feel very intimidated, you know, <laughs> it's just so funny. Some of them are just like, are just lounging there, you know, they're just lounging, you know, you, you'll get a, a couple photographs of, of soldiers just lounging on, on the ground, you know, on top of grass, you know. And they're just lounging there and they've been told to like just stay still there. And you know, they're like, Alright, you know, I'm just I'm chilling, you know. I just fought a battle, but okay. And um they uh they're just there and they're just lounging and again they're just looking at you without even smiling. Which is such a weird thing. It's it's so weird. Um, so yeah, it's the Civil War in color, I sing the salmon home, war is a racket, and, and, uh, if it bleeds, are all the books, there's, those are four books, one of them being more of a pamphlet than a book, but four books all the same that I'm reading, uh, currently, and I'll be reading a lot more in the coming weeks. So I'm excited to see where that will take me. And I like reading, man. I like reading. Go, just go listen to that, uh, to the last episode that I recorded. You know, go visit your local library is what I said time and time again. And I mean it. Go visit your local library. It's free. It should be free. If it's a public library... You know, just go visit there. It's it's free. You're either you are paying for it or your parents are paying for it. And if you don't have parents, then you know everybody else, uh, every working adult in this country is paying for the local library system. And so it's it's free, man. It is free unless you, of course. You damaged the books that you uh, checked out or you lost them. You know, they might pay you a fine. Okay? I I even if they pay you a fine, you don't have to pay it. You don't have to pay it. Right? Because then just you, you just don't have to visit the library ever again. Okay? Now, don't damage any books and then just never visit the library ag ever again. Okay? Take accountability and pay for the damn book but also it's like man it's free just pick up a book you know and, and just read you know or just go to your uh i don't know your school library you can check out books at your school library you know i i was such an idiot back in back in high school and and uh the two years that i did community college because I, I rarely visited the library at all. Rarely. Like, there were maybe two books in high school that I picked up just on my own. Just, you know, without it needing to be a thing that I needed to read for English class or something. There were like maybe two times that I actually picked up a book at the library, one that I actually wanted to read, um, just out of my own curiosity, 
And then even those, I, I never finished reading. Like, I remember I, I, I started to, um, like, uh, I, I, I once, I once started to read, like, Ready Player One, uh, because, you know, the movie was coming out at the time, so I wanted to watch, I wanted to read the movie before, okay, that, that was another just dumb thing that I said. I wanted to, I wanted to read the movie. I wanted to read the movie. <laughs> That's going to be the name of this, of this episode. I wanted to read the movie. <laughs> I wanted to read the book before watching the movie. Oh my God. Oh man. What am I, what is wrong with me? I think I, I somehow I'm, I'm always like nervous when I record these. And so I don't know. I like, I just like all of my speech capabilities just fly out the window um, for whatever reason. So, but yeah, as I was saying, I wanted to read the book before watching the movie, uh, Ready Player One. And I didn't even reach the end. I, I made, I made it through like a good bit of it. Like maybe three quarters of the way through. And I just never finished it. I just never finished it. It's just like, what? Like, looking back on it, it's just like, dude, just finish the book. Get off of the video games and just finish the book. And that's happened several times. Uh, really, like, two other times with with books that I, you know, just wanted to read on my own. Um, and actually, now that I think about it, that Ready Player One book, I I think I did have to read it for English class, but... It was like one of those situations where, you know, you could just read whatever you wanted as long as you just read a book. Um, so I was actually, it was technically homework for me. But still, um, I just, I never finished reading a book all the way through um, if it wasn't for for a class. I do remember, right, I, I had to read The Great Gatsby for English class one time, my junior year. And I liked it so much that um, a couple years after that, maybe a year or two after that, I was at a yard sale and I just, uh, I, I saw, I saw like uh, basically a brand new copy of The Great Gatsby and you know, it was very well conditioned, um, and I just decided to buy it because I liked it so much, and I really I loved reading that book. I I think I think I read it three times now, and it you know it's just such a good book. It's one of my favorite books actually. Um, it just reads so well, and you know. Some of the lines that he writes that um, um, F. Scott Fitzgerald writes are just so beautiful, you know, and I know that that sounds corny or sappy or whatever. It, it's just, but it's just, it's the truth. It, it, it like, th there was this, this one line and I can't remember it, but it was one line, I think right after, um. Gatsby tells Nick about um, about his time with Daisy. It's it goes something like like um, it, it it's something to the amongst the lines of um, uh, the the things that he said are something that will never be said again in that way or manner. Or something like that, but it, of course I butchered it. But um, the way that that F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote it, it was just like such. It was such, um, you know, there was a romance to his writing, and not like literally like romance, you know, kissy kissy, I love you, 
type of language, but it was just a, it was just, it was a romantic way of writing, and it just, it was just such a beautiful, beautiful book, I think, um, and, you know, I've seen clips of the movie on YouTube, and I think about that movie when whenever I, I read it, but somehow, like, from what I saw, from, from what I see from uh, on the clips on YouTube, it's just like, it's not as good as the book, you know? Um, the book is just, like, so, um, you know, it's so romantic, you know, to me. It's just... It it feels like magic. It's it 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 is. It's 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 written so magically. Like you know, it's just it's a it's a good book. The Great Gatsby. Go read that one. Oh man, I love The Great Gatsby. I gotta read more of um of those um expat um um uh, books. You know, uh, not just uh, Fitzgerald, but also. Um, Hemingway and, you know, that circle, right? So, yeah, anyways, I think I've rambled on for long enough. Go visit the library once again. Thank you for listening to episode 80 of the show. I'm not sure if there's anything else I should talk about, except, um, you know, happy February, February, God, um, I hope it goes well for you, and I hope that your, uh, you know, first month of 2024 went well. I think it went well for me, you know, um, but of course it kind of went downhill in the last week or so. Um, so yeah, anyways, thank you for listening. Oh, by the way, like, how come, how come Biden does his State of the Unions in March now? Like, I was expecting the State of the Union in January this year, but apparently he just does them in March. So we're just going to have to wait uh, another month for that, which is, you know, unfortunate. But anyways... Uh, thanks, Biden. You see, you see what Biden's doing to this country? Uh, Joe Biden, you know, moving the State of the Union. He's raising, he's raising the taxes and he's, uh, uh, making price more, uh, 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 gas more expensive. And, um, he's, he's, uh, causing inflation, even though no one man can actually do that. But he did that. I did that, right? The I did that sticker. Thank you. Thanks, Biden. Thanks, Obama. God. Anyways. Uh, boxers or briefs? Depends. Have a good one. And that's a reference to uh, last episode. Have a good one, everyone. And uh, till the next one, I suggest that you take care. All right. Have a good one.